Me, 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 me. You guys say something. Oh, I can say stuff. Saying things. Okay. All right. I got you. Oh, man. Spain calls me. I got you. <laughs> got me. Oh, damn. Got me again. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 185 of Big Trouble Little Podcast. I'm Andy. No, I'm Zach. And I am Joe Dubs, finally last in a long time. But first in your heart. <laughs> I made a joke. Anyway, before we get into some in the heat of the night, uh, still going in February for Black History Month. And we have another great movie by Sidney Portier. Am I saying his last name right? Portier. 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 He can say it better than I can. <laughs> yeah. He's vaguely French. Yes. His name is. But... Guys, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? Uh, we're going to start with Zach. Okay. Well, uh, we skipped a week because of stuff. I was sick. I got the C virus. But I'm okay. I was okay. Nothing bad happened to me, really. Um, and I basically spent a good chunk of my time just <laughs> watching Yu Yu Hakusho and watching like ARGs on YouTube and shit. Mm. don't know what ARGs are it's like weird like called alternate reality games but like honestly a lot of the times it's just like horror based like web series stuff that people make Mm. and not like with production values or anything necessarily it's just like something somebody makes they have a fucking creepy idea and they make it like a like a self-perpetuating story I always think about and I know this is showing my age but I always think about I love bees do you guys remember this shit Mm-hmm. The Halo Two one. It's just a classic. You could, yeah, you could argue that that might be an ARG. They, uh, I didn't know that that's what people were fucking calling them for the longest time. Now I was like, what the hell? Somebody, like one of my other friends, was like, hey man, you ever get an ARGs? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Is that an NFT? Is that something? One of those <laughs> other things now? And he's like, no, no. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure, yeah, I get into those. I, I, I followed one uh, called Gemini Home Entertainment. Uh, recently, which is about uh, the world being taken over by aliens. And then I also f- uh, watched another one called Local 58, which is set in Mason County, West Virginia. What? I know where that is. <laughs> this guy does several. This guy who does Local 58, and they're always set in Mason County. I guess I better look that up. because I that think he's a local. Sure. I'll send you a link later. But um, those were cool. And uh, I played some games, uh, just random stuff and little bursts lately. I haven't really been uh, gaming that much. I got a new TV. I'm trying to hunt down a next-gen system, but it seems like it's, like, fucking impossible right now. Like, right now, it's just not the time to do it. Mm. I don't want a damn Series S. Nobody else does either. That's why Microsoft's putting them on sale. Good. They should put them on sale. (laughs) Because they're because con- contrary to what you know, capital G gamers will tell you, there are people out there who could use them, and I want them to buy them up so Microsoft will focus elsewhere. Yeah, I want it to go down to $200 so I can grab one and get the hookup of the little TV that you can put to it so I could just play wherever I want to. It's $255 right now, it's good, it's on sale for that. Oh, shit. Mm, close, maybe <laughs> that's all I got. All right, Andy. What about you? I uh, played a bunch of Gears of War three. I'm up to 
Act four of six, I'm pretty sure. So not too much of that left. Played a ton of Pokemon Legends. At first, I wasn't like it wasn't sticking, but now I'm I'm really into the game. Like the game gets really fun after it kind of stops holding your hand. And it, it, but people are like, oh, this game's the Dark Souls Pokemon. It's way hard. It's harder, but it's not hard. It's not. I mean, you you'll 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 sweat it a little bit in that game, and it's a lot of fun. While I've been playing it, I've been listening to a ton of. Uh, I know we don't always bring up podcasts, but I listen to a bunch of insert credit podcast video game podcast it's really interesting it's got tim rogers and frank Cifaldi and uh i don't know some other losers i can't remember the names of brian sheffield and uh something jaffe i can't remember his name David anyway jaffe. It, there you go that's him it's it's a good podcast it's a good old time um watched uh, a few movies watched uh, on uh on netflix a movie called freaks uh, it's okay. It basically just rips off X Men a whole bunch, and it has has a good old fun time doing it. Wait, it's neat. Is Freaks the one where it's the little child and the like? The dad has to hide her in like this fucked up house and shit. Okay, That's it. Yeah. yeah, I I saw that movie. It's, it's good got movie. Bruce Dern in it. He does a pretty good job. Uh, I also watched uh, Gerald's Game on Netflix. It sucks. <laughs> uh, it's based on a Stephen King short story. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the preview for it. Yeah, it's, it sucks. It's just dumb. <laughs> uh, uh, rewatched. Uh, we did this thing. My girlfriend and I. She chose a movie. I chose a movie. She chose that piece of shit, and then <laughs> she said she'd never seen Fargo. So we watched Fargo, so I could wash the taste of that out of my mouth. You guys have seen Fargo, right? The Coen Brothers film. Yeah. What did she think of Fargo? She liked it. She was like, "That movie was weird." It's like, yeah, but it's good. Like, it's but good she, weird. She liked it, and. uh Today and we also started uh, Peaky Blinders. We watched the first like season and a half, and at first I was like, eh, I guess I'll watch this show, but it's really good. This show kicks ass. Mm-hmm. Cillian Murphy's in it. He's awesome. Yeah, Cillian Murphy's great, and uh, um, Sam Neill is in it, and he's like a, a crooked Irish cop, and uh, and now uh, Tom Hardy's in it, and he's like a Jewish gangster. They're all awesome. Like everyone, that show is great. And that that uh, show is also responsible for a bunch of middle-aged dad tough guy memes. Yeah, that's true. Everyone's like, oh, why don't we dress like this anymore? Also, the soundtrack's great. It's all like Nick Cave and PJ Harvey and stuff like that. Um, and then finally today, I watched all of the three hours that is Drive My Car uh, nominee for... Uh, best Picture. Best Picture, Best Director, and I think Best Actor. I'm not sure. But uh, it's three hours long, so it's just like super daunting. But it is like an incredibly good movie. Like it, like I at first I was like, this is stupid. I don't know if I'm gonna like this. And I even like paused it a couple times, and, like made coffee or took the dog out. No, it, it's a pretty goddamn good movie. But it's not. It's it's kind of hard to describe. It's um, this guy. Uh, I don't. He, He's, he's a really good actor and his wife writes for television and she dies and two years later he's kind of like still kind of coming to terms with that mm. because of the circumstances from right before she died which I won't spoil because the movie's brand new and um, he's got like everyone of course drives new cars but he's got this old like uh, Saab 900 that he loves to death or whatever and uh, he gets a new job directing this uh, Russian play and the the people are like, oh, we hired you a driver. You're not allowed to drive your own car while you do this. It's an insurance thing. And it's kind of like the uh, 
relationship he forms with the driver and also this um the head actor who he knew from back before his wife died and like you you expect it to be like a stupid like romance thing or something it's not that at all it's it's just actually just about you know people's interactions with each other and the way that the survivors mourn people who've passed and it's a really deep movie it's really good it's just it's three hours and it's japanese so it's a little a little daunting to, to tackle but if, if that's at all interesting to you i can't recommend it enough like if you like parasite um maybe you can expand your horizons even more with drive my car i'm down with that anything else i think that was it yeah you know, that was today so that, that brings me to right now Cool. Well, let me name some things I've been doing. Uh, I've been watching 1883 on Paramount Plus. Me and my dad have like two more episodes until the season finale. It's really good. Um, I is that some? I mentioned I wanted to see that. Someone said it was like a prequel to something. It, it's a standalone show, isn't it? Or is it actually lead up to something? It's within lore of Yellow. I think Yellowstone. And okay, that's what they sold me. Is. Yeah, and they make mentions to some characters in 1883 in Yellowstone. So it's like oh. in the same universe, obviously, because, you know, what they're doing is kind of historical. They kind of bend it a little bit. Um, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So, so it's not it's not like the same characters. It's like Deep Space Nine and Next Generation. It's just like. They're yeah, it's not like at the end of the show, like you know, they are like grandparents in the Yellowstone because that's like modern um, cowboys now because there's cell phones oh, okay. and shit. That, that's cool. Man. Yeah, I, I explain it. It's like Sons of Anarchy just with horses instead of motorcycles. Yellowstone. Uh -huh. It has Kevin Costner in it, so can't go wrong with that. Um, I also watch Star Trek Enterprise. Um the 2000 show. show that's weird because of that analogy i just made yeah <laughs> yeah so me and my dad have been watching that pretty good movie um i know i watched a bunch of oddball movies because i just i'm like this looks stupid let me watch it but i totally forgot the name of it so i'll get back to you on next episode when i go look at my amazon prime which by the way amazon prime went up a lot of money so watch out it's like really? went up it went up like to like 20 dollars or something like that Wait, what? It, instead of one, oh my god, one twenty, it's like one forty a year now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mine, mine doesn't renew until November, so I guess I'll worry about it then. Yeah. So, keep an eye out on that. I mean, I know I just I keep on getting all the Paramount Plus stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's another service, but they have some good shows on there. Um, Gaming wise, I've been playing Dying Light. I've been playing uh, Crossfire X, which, by the way, people have been giving a a bad rap about. Do you guys remember Counter Strike on the original Xbox? Yes, on PC. Yeah, it's kind of like that because everybody was playing the other games, Halo, obviously, Gears of War, and uh, well, Gears didn't come out until 360, but. Uh, Ghost Recon, Halo, and all that. And then it's like Counter-Strike. They're like, well, Counter-Strike's better on PC. That's how Crossfire X is. It feels out of league with all the generic shooters that are out right now in Call of Duty. And I like it. <laughs> Maybe because 
all the sweaty people are like, I'm not going to play this shit, and they're all going back to Call of Duty, and I'm just owning people. Maybe I'm owning noobs, but I'm having fun on it. Um, it, it does look like Counter-Strike if you just kind of look at screenshots of it. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. It has a buy-in system, too, for, like, a search and destroy. The only thing that sucks is the graphics, but, like, I don't pay attention to graphics, so I don't care about that. I'm not one of those people like, it's next-gen, it should be next-gen graphics, it's a free-to-play game. Relax. Oh, it's free-to-play, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a buy-in campaign stuff, but, like, if you have Game Pass, you get, like, the first two levels for free, pretty much. It's it's garbage. That's how the services are now, today. Uh, but, yeah, I've been playing that and sports games. Kind of getting ready for the new MLB The Show with Shohei Hotani on there. I kind of want to get the, the physical um, because it has, like, a manga cover. <laughs> it looks yeah, that looks cool as hell, too. I really like that. Yeah. Um, I'm pissed off about that game, though, because uh, I don't want to have to buy it twice, but I feel like I'm going to be an idiot and buy it twice because they did this really cool thing where it's coming to Switch now as well, mm-hmm. but it has cross-progression for all of your stuff. So you can, like... Play it on your Xbox Series X. I'm going somewhere. Take your Switch with you, and all your progress carries over while you're out and about. And then it sinks to the cloud. When you come home, all the progress you did, whatever, on the bus or at your parents' house or whatever, is on your Xbox now. Mm -hmm. And I love that to death. That's cool as hell. But I don't want to buy two $60 games. I don't don't know. I'm torn. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of want to get it just for the curiosity. Oh, because I... Haven't played a sports game on a Nintendo handheld in a really, really long time. And I used to buy a lot of sports handheld games because, you know, obviously if you're on a pooper, you want to play some NHL, you just fucking play NHL on the pooper. Um, (laughs) I just miss having that. So I'm kind of like tempting, but maybe I'll just wait for a sale at Best Buy or Amazon where if it's like a couple bucks down, like maybe like five to ten, I'll I'll pick it up. But um, yeah. That's all I've done. Um, Andy, let's get into your movie. What, what was your pick? In the Heat of the Night, 1967, starring Sidney Poitier. 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 Directed by Norman Jewison. Um, this movie is... Well, we'll, we'll get into it. It's about... Um, there's a murder in a southern town... It's the mid-60s in the South, and uh, this rich white guy is found dead. His wallet, <clears throat> wallet has been stolen, so they start looking for who did it. And uh, one of the jerk-off cops is you know, going around, going to the bus depot, going to the train station, and he fa- finds uh, Sidney Poitier sitting there, just minding his own business. He's like, you know, what are you doing, boy? And a bunch of like other like racist nonsense, mm. and arrests him on the spot because he assumes he did it. Well, it turns out he's a police officer, and he's um, the best homicide detective in Philadelphia or some such. So, it's offered by his chief that oh, you should stay down there and help them solve this. Of course, he doesn't want to, and they don't want him to. But due to several circumstances, he ends up sticking around and helping them solve this murder and along the way we learn a lot about prejudice yeah but it, it's interesting how these two characters um uh virgil which by the way i 
right when he said Virgil, my wrestling mind went to wrestling Virgil, but I digress. I'm sorry. I always have to okay. inject the wrestling. Um, but Virgil and who is the chief? Uh, Giuseppe? Is that his name? Gillespie. 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 Yeah. yeah. So like their interactions were, I, I love it because they both hate, hate each other, but they have to work together. But then like they both like each other at the end because they give each other respect. Maybe, maybe they don't like each other, but they respect each other at the end. Um, and when he's like, no, we don't want him to help. We already got this. Like in the back of my back of his mind, he's probably like, man, our, our department sucks ass. Maybe we need this guy. So like he, he, he kind of looks into his own prejudice and be like, yeah, we can't do this. We're a bunch of dumb you know, Hicks down here. And maybe we might need that guy. I don't know. But that I, I like that uh, chemistry that they both had in this movie. Yeah, the, the movie isn't so much about the solving of a murder. It's more about the two of them coming to terms with their prejudices. I mean, more, you know, all these white people than anything. But, you know, it goes with, both ways a little bit at some point. Um. He, he's forced to participate because the wife of the murdered man tells the mayor that if he doesn't help solve this crime, then they're going to just not build the factory that they're building. And that's kind of why the sheriff's got to swallow his pride and say, you know, we need this factory. Could you stick around and help us solve this or something? And and every step of the way, it's always like, okay, you don't have, have to actually do anything or, okay, you can go home now or, okay, that's enough. But something always happens that just keeps pushing it right along. And he and you know, Virgil's determined to solve the case as well. And you know, it's really important. And twice it looks like they caught the guy, but they didn't. They got the wrong guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's how like they're quick to jump in. They're like, Oh, we got this guy who was a thief. He was clearly a thief and like he would go past uh, the the young girl that we finally find out later who she is. Um, but they all like go past that same street. Like first they catch him, and then Virgil's like, "Yeah, this guy ain't it. <laughs> he's he's just a thief. He's he's not killing no one. He just picked it up." I really like the scene where they're chasing him, though. I like that music a lot. Mm -hmm. Like you know, got the hounds on him, and there's that really cool shot where he's on the bridge trying to cross into wherever uh, Arkansas. Arkansas. That's right. He's trying to cross into Arkansas, and. The sheriff's just sitting in his car, just like sitting there. He's like, I got him. And then just like drives out onto the bridge, like pulls up next to him. It's really interesting. Um, I was watching some of the special features on the, the Criterion Blu-ray for this movie. And I guess the director wanted that shot in the movie specifically. And while they were filming it, he was like singing kind of the theme in the cameraman's ear because he wanted the zoom in to last exactly eight bars, which is like one phrase in most music. And then he went to um, uh, Quincy Jones and was like, okay, this is this has got to last eight bars. This is your tempo. Write a piece for that. And, of course, he wrote this this great because Quincy Jones, he's awesome. And, of course, he it, it's just really cool because it zooms in on what is basically a phrase. And it's something really – it's one of those things you might have not have noticed it, but your brain did. It's one of those. Zach, what about you? What do you have to say about this movie? <clears throat> Um, it's pretty cool. I love the way it looks. I love the the look of like uh, 60s 
color movies, something about that film or the, the, the color coloring technology they were using back then makes it stuff pop. Like, especially in the intro where it's like, it's like Sparta, Mississippi. And you see like the fucking train go by and it shows like the, the streets at night and like the lights are like this really fucking deep blue. And then there's like the stop lights. That stuff just looks great. Back in the sixties and into the early seventies, if a film had color, they had to, uh, I don't know if they had to like buy a license for it or something like that. Like sometimes it would be like shot on Kodak film or something, but when color came along, they started having like color by Technicolor. But a lot of these movies, uh, it says color by deluxe. That's why they have their own look because Technicolor was the main game in town, but some people went to deluxe instead. And that's kind of why it has its own look. But it's still, it looks, you know, it looks like a color movie, but there's something about it that's special. I think it's because it's all those deluxe films. Yeah, there's a, there was a bunch of different color, uh, I don't know what you call them, manufacturers or something for, for color film. Uh, yeah, there was Kodak, them, Technicolor, and there, there was like a couple others, I think. And that's not including like the foreign films. like but Yeah, whatever they were doing in Europe, Europe yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's everything's kind of got its own look around that time and i always enjoy that but uh, other than that yeah it's like i've never actually seen Sidney poitier in a movie i think I, I know who he is and i've heard of him a bunch of times this is my first time i've seen him in a movie and like i he did a good job as virgil uh virgil tibbs and <laughs> of course it's like you fucking get aggravated and irritated at all this shit that he has to deal with too yeah it's like, it's like god damn he's just like trying to help or something and it's always you got like a bunch of dumbass rednecks driving up in like a shitty old car to like they're gonna beat his ass for no reason just because because he's black i guess like, he's oh. black that's it yeah. that's the whole reason i mean that's like it did like that's just overt racism but there's also like the more subtle a lot of people just have prejudices they just assume there's no way this guy's a police officer there's no way this guy can make this much money in a week yeah. there's no like, way yeah. that he's this competent but he why is you like, why, are you wear, why are you wearing white man clothes that's that's, that's, a, that's a great example yeah it's because like when, when, why when wouldn't he yeah like everybody's in the corner it's, of the office. it's not white man clothes it's a suit you prejudice yeah. piece of shit you know that's exactly that's probably the most subtle one, though, is like when he, the fucking uh, Gillespie takes him to the coroner's area, and then, like, it's like the guy who who's like the funeral, he's like the local funeral guy or something, he's just, like, looking at him. Who the fuck is this guy? Why'd you bring him here? <laughs> That's what annoyed me throughout the whole movie. Like, he would walk in, uh, and, like, there would always be that one person, like, do we have to talk in front of that <laughs> and, like, do that? And I'm like, Boy. yeah. <laughs> and that's another good thing. Like, that boy turns into Virgil. Like, you hear him say, boy, boy, boy. And then, like, goes to officer. And then it goes to Virgil at the end. So, like. I mean, this movie produced. It's an incredibly famous line. And sadly, it's not as famous as it once was. But I do remember. Being younger, and we watched uh, the American Film Institute 100 Greatest Lines in any American film or something. And somewhere up there is They Call Me Mr. Tibbs. That scene, I don't know what they call you up there in Philadelphia. And they call me Mr. Tibbs. You know, mm-hmm. 
show me some respect. I'm gonna, I've I'm seen that. Yeah, it. when that the scene happened, I was like, oh, I've seen that somewhere. I, just, I don't know where. It's super famous, but like yeah. it has become completely divorced from the context of this movie at this point. And like, I don't think people know what the context of it is. Like, I, they don't know that it's like a racially charged respect issue. They don't know that. Like, I, I think a lot of them just assume it's from like a Shaft style black exploitation movie. It's fucking not. It's from in the heat of the night. Yeah. Another thing that's cool about this that they show, and keep in mind, like, what Virgil went in that town was fucking terrifying. Um, especially, you know, seeing what, you know, happened back then. But he kind of had his own prejudice a little bit because he was thinking it was the the competition, the plantation owner guy. He was sure of it. He said, yeah. give me a week. I'll drag him down off of this hill or out of his mansion or whatever he says. And it wasn't him. And it's like his mind was thinking that way. And, you know, during that fucking terrible divide stuff that happened back then. Um, the sw- you know, up to it at least, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the sw- that, that, that's prejudice. It's like it's subtle. It's not a lot of people are like, well, I'm not racist because blank. Like, yeah, just because you don't go to clan meetings doesn't mean you don't have prejudiced thoughts. It's not your fault. It's just like kind of ingrained from you for in, in culture. And that, that's what this movie's about. Mm-hmm. Acknowledging that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I know why they do this. And I know like some people in the south they have to have like the confederate flag on their car or something like yeah, that the, the guy's chasing yeah. the confederate flag on the front of the car so it's, that's a little heavy-handed but it, it also seems authentic i guess yeah it, it's authentic yeah. but at the same time it's like who are these guys chasing him and they like it's a confederate flag and white people and i'm like okay we know oh, trouble <laughs> <laughs> it ain't them duke boys this time <laughs> That, I really like that scene. They corner him in that, whatever that is, that warehouse or something. And they're like, you know, there's about to be a big fight. And he's got that pole. And you're and you're worried because the sheriff took the wrong turn. They saw, you take, saw him take the wrong turn. And then he just like saunters into the scene, like real calmly. He's like, all right, this stuff, get out of here. <laughs> he's not even in a hurry. Mm-hmm. God damn it, man, hurry up. <laughs> yeah. And the little fights that happened between Virgil and the chief, uh, I'm just going to call him the chief because I know I'm going to screw up his name all the time. Uh, but Virgil and the, and the chief, like they have these small, like bonding situations. Like when they were at the his house and they were eating dinner and like drinking and stuff. And like the chief is kind of opening up to him. And, and I forgot what Virgil said, but he like attacked him. And he's like, you bitch, I just fucking told you, you know, what's going on. He doesn't want his pity because, yeah. you know, they're both they're both police officers. They're married to their work, both of them. And mm-hmm. I, I can't remember what he says exactly either, but something about, like, no more than you or something like that. Like, yes, he has to be And he's like, yeah, no more than you. And then he's like, what'd you say? <laughs> it's just like he gets up and he's like, no, oh, he's your baby. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those moments are uh, cool. Uh, And by the way, is the mayor's office inside of like a car dealership? What what was that? It's like a a tractor supply store. (laughs) I mean, this is the South. That makes sense to me. Like this manager of of the tractor farm supply is also the mayor. That that checks out, I think. It's a a real small town, like fucking Sparta, Mississippi. I'm sure the population is just like a few thousand or something. Yeah, because like... The mayor is like 
trying to be he has like that customer service manager thing going on obviously because he i guess he works in a retail store uh for farming stuff and also he's the mayor so like he's mrs colbert he's like yeah we'll find that guy for you and then he's like you that that you know black guy better solve this crime or or else it's your job and all that stuff I'm like, wow, this mayor's fucked up. The chief is like, yeah, this guy's gonna die. Can we not keep him around here? <laughs> like, he's literally gonna die if he stays here and try to solve this well, crime. They have like a council meeting, and just some some guy we don't see in any other scene just straight up drops the N word, and it's like, oh, he's gonna die probably. Mm-hmm. That boy will be dead by Saturday. Something like that. Yeah. Did you guys see the swerve at all? It's by the way. Am I thinking it's the right guy? It's the guy in the diner, right? Who ends up being the killer? Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the beginning of the movie, I was like, that guy is fucking freaky and shit. Like he's, he's like giving sexual looks with the pies and stuff with the officer. I'm like, what is going he's on like, here? He's like killing flies with a rubber band. What the fuck? It's like he reminds me of that dude in the beginning of Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. Dude, weird shit, like with a lighter. It's like the same kind of thing. It's like a little more subtle, but yeah, he's got like something wrong with him. <laughs> and I just love all the the crime that's racking, racketing up between all these people <laughs> in this town. They're like, this guy's a thief. Uh, the officer is a pedophile who just bangs fucking sixteen-year-olds and shit. No, he didn't. He was set up. Yeah, yeah. He just he just drove by there just to see. You know, I mean, she's fucking walking around the kitchen naked. Mm-hmm. He got an eyeful of it. I don't know if that's illegal. It's not statutory rape, but it's, it's shitty. It's peeping. <laughs> it's, it's, peeping. it's it's chicanery. Yeah, and. The build-up towards the end where the the diner guy comes up and the shootout happens. And it's kind of like they had a truce a little bit, right? A little bit between, you know, the one black guy and all the white people, I guess. Like, well, he, he cracks the case right there in front of him and, like, you know, it's, it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, what was the cop's name? Sam Wood? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't him. It was, it was this jerk and here he is and he's you know he's already holding a weapon so you know things escalate pretty quickly from there and everyone else gets spooked oh there's a gun it's like that's scary i didn't know what the fuck was gonna happen there because fucking virgil ends up in several situations where it's like oh shit is he gonna get his ass beat like (laughs) at that point i was like is he gonna fucking die here there's like eight there's like 12 guys with and they all have shotguns and shit and this crazy this one yeah is a gun and i'm like god damn (laughs) better not die he did. <laughs> yeah, and what leads up to, uh, to the part where, you know, he solves the crime is, like, he goes to that store where they're having, like, abortions and stuff for $100. <laughs> and, like, you find out that the young girl was coming with the money and stuff. And then that's when everything connects. Everything connects over there. And everything ends abruptly. They're, like, they kind of do, like, rocket power a little bit. Like, they know they're... <laughs> they're uh, they can't do anything. We'll blast off again, and they'll, they'll go back to being racist somewhere else. Maybe another Pretty time. Much, yeah, like it, th- this movie isn't unrealistic. Like he doesn't like solve racism in the South or anything like that. He's just you yeah. know 
turns a turns a sheriff and a few other people. Like I, I think at the end, Sam Wood also comes around and a few other characters. They're all like, oh, okay, I'm a little less precious. Well, they they some of the cops that are like in the the, the police station and stuff kind of like come around and like, hey, what's going on? And he's in there, or don't go in there. The chief is all pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the the guy they pick up for stealing the wallet too, um, Hardy. Yeah. He yeah. straight up calls him by his name later. He's like, hey, Virgil, what's up, man? Like, yeah, he's like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> like, helps him out. Like, tells him, oh, I, I can find a guy who can tell you where the stupid abortion thing is. Like, he you know. thanks him for getting him off the hook for that fucking false murder charge and all that shit. Now, now, if every black person could just clear every racist in the country of murder, there would be no more racism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh the plantation uh, scene uh, when he goes and talks to the guy and like pretty much questions him and interrogates him and like they have a they have a slap off. Um, yeah. That part was fucking awesome. Yeah. That was, that's one of the best parts of the movie. <laughs> he just backheads him. He backheads him back. He doesn't even fucking hesitate. I was like, oh shit. My- Apparently, in the book that this is based on, that's not how it happens. Yeah. But when they showed the script to Sydney, he was like. You know, if this happens to me or or like to a real person, I feel like they'd, they'd slap him back, right? And they changed it and they added that in, which is great because it's like one of the most memorable parts of the movie. Yeah, I feel like that character would slap him back. Oh yeah. After that part, my favorite part. Just get slapped in this movie, that's for sure. <laughs> Sorry, Dubs. My favorite part in that scene is after the slap, he like storms out because the chief's like, "Get in the car!" And like you just you probably just stirred a lot more shit. And the uh, the black uh, butler guy who was bringing the lemonade and shit, like looked at <laughs> looked at the southern guy. He's like shaking his head. He's like, "You motherfucker! <laughs> like, why'd you why'd you do that? Like, that was uncalled for." Right. And uh, probably because he just made lemonade for nothing. Brought this shit on. The worst part of it is like when he after he gets done with that, he's like, uh, th- he said something like, "What? Thirty years ago, I could have had you shot for that." Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's mentioned a lot in the movie too. Like, uh, you know, you could ju- we could just shoot him right here, right now. I'm like, or back then, you know, we could have done that. And it's like, what the fuck? God damn. Yeah. Um. I mean, this isn't this is 1967. This isn't far removed from. From any of that stuff, which is you know terrifying and and depressing, but you know mm. forward, yeah, yeah, and that's why I like the scene at the end a lot because they just respected each other. They kind of just got past all the bullshit and prejudice, and you're like, you know, you're a pretty cool fucking dude. <laughs> Get to know you a little bit, and uh, I, I just I that was the best part of the movie. Is both of them smiling before getting on the train? Which, by the way, I hope they reimbursed him with all the times he went to the train station and bought a ticket and never went. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. I think the way train tickets used to work back then is you could, all you had to do is have a train ticket that said "I'm going to Philadelphia," and I don't think it had to be for the specific date. Maybe at least they imply it that way or something. Maybe. But uh, my final words on it: if you guys have any other things you want to say, is. This movie should be shown in schools <laughs> to show like the prejudice and see how we could get past it. And that's my final thoughts on it. Uh, my final thoughts is this movie is a classic. It's great. Everyone should see it. It's I mean, it's not that hard to sit through. It's really entertaining. It's a good 
story. It's it's you know it keeps you invested. Uh, it's got a great message. The acting's fantastic. The soundtrack's great. Like Tony the Tiger, great. Zach, what about you? Uh, yeah, like I said before, really like the way it's shot. Uh, I like Sidney Poitier. He was great. <clears throat> um, yeah, the soundtrack was awesome in this movie. Fucking Ray Charles. Yep. <laughs> He's night and stuff. And um, what else? It's also, it's a breeze, man. It's like 99 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's It goes by pretty quick. Oh. Uh, good stuff. Doesn't Virgil, some of the things he says, does, he says you dig, right? He said you dig at some point. Yeah. You, you dig? Yeah. yeah. I like that. Real <laughs> <laughs> quick, I had to get that in. Yeah. I like that. Um, some weird and interesting things about this movie. Uh, it has a sequel, and it's just straight up called They Call Me Mr. Tibbs, but with an estimation what? point, which I hate. Uh, it takes place in San Francisco. I've never seen it, but I've always wanted to. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's good. I just know that Sidney Poitier uh, comes back. He, he um, revises his, or revises his, he does his role again as Virgil and confirms that uh, San Francisco he, is racist. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. He, he's the only returning character. Everyone else is removed. And also in the 80s, there was a television show mm-hmm. based on this book and or movie. And it's it does take place in Sparta, but it's I think it's just a, a series of crimes that the two of them have to like, um, you know, come get closer over and, and solve racism in the South. I think it's a little more like cliche, stupid nonsense. It stars, um, uh, I can't remember who plays Virgil, but the, the white chief is the, the dad from all in the family. Oh, really? I can't, I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, Archie Bunker. Yeah. He's, 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 oh, he's guy plays yeah. Archie Bunker. Honestly, that's who I thought of immediately. I was like, no, I would have been perfect for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's him and someone I've never seen it either. It's just, it, it blows my mind that that exists. It seems really strange. Oh, the eighties. Time to you know lighten up a little bit. The, Actually, I kind of wonder: the, is it, did it get more than a season? Hang on. I think it did. I think it was a. Really- I got one hundred forty-six episodes. It did all right. Yeah. Holy shit! It entered syndication, I guess. Yeah, the eighties were the eighties and nineties until nineteen ninety-five. <laughs> what? <laughs> I never heard of it until recently. All right, whatever. Anyway, it's you know. It, this movie is a classic. Watch it for sure. That other stuff, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. It's just weird that it exists. Yeah, I recommend it. I highly recommend it. So, Zach, what is your pick? Oh, well, my actual pick is Night of the Living Dead. Um, and and then we have a fourth movie, which we'll watch on the, yeah, the following. We have a bonus yeah. that I also picked. <laughs> Yeah, so remember Night of the Living Dead, talk uh talk about it and then come back and watch it. Watch it and then talk talk about it when you come back next week uh for more Big Trouble podcast. But before we wrap up, let's talk to some news that matter to us. Let's get the wrestling out of the way before we get into the Nintendo stuff. So, Zach, take it away. Okay, so a bunch of stuff happened. We took a week off and I'm not even going to get into like the all what happened at the Royal Rumble and all that shit because who cares? Mm. <laughs> but uh, there was a like, rumble. huh? Exactly. There was a rumble. Yeah. There, yeah. there was a rumble. Yeah. <laughs> um, the biggest news is uh, Cody Rhodes left AEW with with his wife. Brandy. Yeah. 
Uh, and a lot of people weren't expecting that. Uh, I kind of was. I guess some people are still thinking, oh, it's a work, brother. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll find out very shortly, I think, if it is or not. Yeah, me and Zach are going to get deep into the conversation on uh, on getting some color. But my main thing is he's been like in the beginning when AEW was supposed to be this revolution federation and stuff. And he's like doing all this breaking the Triple H throne kind of shitting on WWE or talking shit and all that stuff. And then he leaves weeks ago, even. <laughs> yeah. And. Now he's leaving, and there's reports that WWE and him are close to a contract. And I'm kind of like, why are you doing that? Like, you you left because you hated doing Stardust and all that stuff. And you're just like, the creativity, the the way things are done in WWE, there is no limit. The, the sky is just fucking fake, and there's no brass ring. So fuck off if you're not, like, the, the big dog, if you're not Roman Reigns. Or the other <laughs> fucking legend, legends and Lesnar and all that stuff. Um, but Zach, you brought up a good point. A messenger is like maybe because now he has a family. He's like, I'm just gonna chill in WWE contract. Yeah, well, I've heard him talk a little bit, like on the side and stuff. Him talking about like how he doesn't want to have a really long career, like some people. Like he, like he kind of talked like maybe he would retire in his mid forties or something. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't got like a whole lot of time left. Uh, and I don't know. It's just like I said before, everybody leaves WWE and they get pissed off. And a lot of them do that shit outside. Like uh, Billy Gunn and road dog. When they were in TNA, they were all like v- v- VKM Vincent K. Man, we we're called voodoo Ken mafia. Uh, Paul Levesque, triple H. Why did you stab us in the back, bro? Michael Hickenbottom, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> and then look, they, they went back. They went back and they were all best friends and everybody fucking forgot about it. <laughs> Here's like, he cares about the fans, right? But like, no. he doesn't. <laughs> but he doesn't. I don't know. I don't know if he does or not. Like, I, I don't know. That's the thing about him is he's so... Like, he should have had a send-off, right? If everything was okay. Like, usually when people leave and they know they're going to leave... They kind of give a thank you, right? This c- that's why it seems so shocking that like he didn't have that send off. Like I'm, you know, I might not be around anymore. Bye, guys. And like they usually do that ceremony where they all he- they cries and hugs everybody on the way out and then leaves, and then shows up like <laughs> months down the road. Um, but that's the thing he he didn't have a send off, and he's like, yeah, peace. I'm fucking out of here. Well. And- it's like I was saying, I think he's he's not really endeared himself that much backstage and the fan the fan base turned on him. Like they kind of saw through him a little bit, I think, in terms of his act. Oh yeah. He needs to yeah. He needs to stop it. But we'll we'll, t- we'll talk I'm going to go off on Thursday about this cuz I am still seething. So Okay, we're going to let it settle. Yeah. Um the other quick news was uh AEW picked up a couple more guys. He picked up Keith Lee who got released last year mm-hmm. and uh, he had some bullshit. Like he, like he had COVID and all this other shit and he was kind of dealing with the after effects of that. And for some reason they didn't want him to talk about it at all. Like he was gone for like a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just let him go. And then they got switchblade Jay white. And it's like, who the fuck? 
my my viewpoint on this: Who's Jay White exactly? Is that a real person? Yeah, I guess he's a real person. <laughs> uh, third news, really quick. Uh, there's rumors going around they're trying to get Steve Austin to come out of retirement for WrestleMania, and I'm like, that's not gonna fucking happen. <laughs> it's just, just no way. Yeah, Andy. Kevin Owens is shooting promos on Raw about hating Texas. So they're trying to build up because there's a lot of wrestlers that are in Texas, so they could choose from a pool. <laughs> they could be like, if if Steve Austin doesn't come back, you have Shawn Michaels or Undertaker. So I feel like it's just gonna be like he's gonna go out there and he's gonna have the big dumbass. I'm the asshole heel. I'm here to like build up a bunch of heat, and then uh, Hulk Hogan leg drops me, brother, or something. And it's it's funny. Mm-hmm. That's that's all it's gonna be probably. Yeah. That's uh, all. That's all the wrestling news. Okay, there's no gaming news on my end. Uh, besides, like all the console war bullshit. Like, do you guys follow the? Do you guys follow the Act Man on YouTube? No. No. no I don't know who that is. Yeah, he's a good YouTuber. He um, he he mainly pushes for Xbox. He doesn't go full hardcore. Kind of like me a little bit, where I just like, if you own all the consoles, I don't care. <laughs> but. He uh, did videos uh, about the fanboys, and he was leaning more green than, like, neutral. And people found out, they went into his Twitter and found when he said bad gamer words, like, a real long time, and tried to cancel him. Um, And we call it, because the new Horizon game's coming out soon, I think it's coming out next week. Um, people were saying that Alloy has a fucking beard because you can see Peach Fuzz on her face. <laughs> so, so they're like pointing that. I'm like, wait a second. If there's Peach Fuzz. That's fucking interesting that we get to see that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. That sounds like those graphics are extremely good then. Yeah. <laughs> little individual hairs. Oh my gosh. It's just silly that people are fighting over a fucking plastic box. Yeah, people are going to keep doing it. It'll never mm. stop. Yeah. Um, speaking of plastic box, Andy, you got some Nintendo news, right? Yeah. I guess today, just shortly before we went live, Nintendo announced that in late March they intend to discontinue all e-service. Uh, not not playing online. Uh, all e-shop services, sorry, for the 3DS and the Wii U simultaneously. And we remember what happened when Sony said they were going to do this for PlayStation 3 and the Vita. Everyone flipped shit and they decided to change their mind. So currently people are like stretching so that they can flip some shits, but I don't know. I don't know if Nintendo's going to care. Nintendo doesn't give shit. (laughs) I mean, fact of the matter is both consoles have some pretty cool gems on them that were digital only. So if you want them, it's got to be now because I know I regret not buying a lot of shit on the Wii before they shut down that e-service. So I'm not going to make that mistake again. I'm going to get on there and just clean up my wish list, and I'm going to Google, you know, best digital-only game on the Wii U, just to make sure I don't miss anything. And then yeah, I guess I'm going to download some games, and then I'll just have them. Uh, real quick, I, I just checked, because I, I thought I saw something before we went live. That's March of next year. Oh, so we got we got better. a little over a year. Okay, well, that's fine then. Still, oh, yeah. they, they announced it. What do you want from me? <laughs> what do you want me to read it? No, I 
Seriously, though, it was like right before we went live. <laughs> yeah, if you want to see read articles, just come to X Dubs every Saturday. <laughs> where I give my opinions. Yeah, about you're it. like, I'm not really a fanboy of anything. I just run a show specifically devoted to the Xboxes. But I have other videos that dive into other things. I was right. it, it it's been pretty good lately. I, I'm still I'm still catching up. Yeah. Road to uh WWE two K twenty two, five stages of hell. I had the first event uh where <laughs> I I went on WrestleMania eighteen for the GameCube and simulated a match, chose random uh, wrestlers and put them into a hardcore match. And it was Steffi McMahon, Taz, Bradshaw, and Kurt Angle. And, and there were so many suplexes. <laughs> Lots of suplex, lots of roll-ups. Yes, and lots of crossbodies. Uh, yeah, um, they're doing WWE 2K22 reveals. Like, today they did roster reveal. Like, they're doing ratings and stuff. Like, it's a sports game. Who's because, the highest rated? I believe Roman Reigns right now. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> bullshit! Even I know that's hilarious. No, it should be Brock Lesnar. This is bullshit. They gave uh, Dominic a 79 overall that makes sense mm. that's fair and uh king xavier woods now think about it if you were king of the ring you would be have a higher rating because king of the ring was actually serious back then um yeah xavier woods 86 <laughs> that's fair yeah but yeah they're doing the my gm uh ringside report so Tomorrow, if you want to see that, I'm I'm actually excited for my GM, so I'm I'm gonna be tuning in for that. Yeah, they used to have like this GM mode and like the the older games from like the mid 2000s, where it was like kind of like you were running the promotion. Mm -hmm. You're trying to like put on good matches and get ratings instead of fucking having matches. It was kind of like that <clears throat> management sim. Like it was like their first attempt at that. They did it for a few years and then they just stopped doing it. Yeah, because they wanted to be more sports simulated. Oh, apparently the Dominic uh, Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio for uh, Dominic <laughs> for the custody of Dominic. That's going to be in the showcase. Yeah, where else can you fight for the custody of children? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, news. Oh, Cyberpunk 2077's uh, update just launched for PlayStation 5 and uh, Xbox Series X and S. So, if you cool. if you were waiting for the update, it's now out now. So, and luckily they're not doing that nonsense where they charge you ten bucks for it. You just download it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. I keep on saying we're going to end it, and then I'm like, oh, I found another thing. Did you hear about the whole like? thing that they were doing with the new horizon game where apparently if you buy the ps4 version and you have a ps5 you can get ten dollar upgrade for free so people are just like well why would i go buy the ps5 version if i'm paying full price when i could just do the ps4 version so now somebody's like oh shit we fucked up how do we fix this and they're like making it hard for you to get that ten dollars now <laughs> boo just yeah. own it. Own your mistake. <laughs> yeah, just just let people exploit that loophole. I I want to play that. And game. I guarantee there's gonna be a bunch of weirdos that are like, no, no, but I want the case to have the white spine. I need that. <laughs> and they'll buy it. Don't worry. You like you looking for black labels? That's me. That's that's what I described. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a PlayStation Five though, so. Yeah, so I'm excited. I've I've been watching some videos and not getting spoiled, uh, but I'm excited to play the game. 
There's a lot of games, man. Too many games. Too many I, games. I'd be excited to play that game if I could fucking buy a console. Idiots. Why don't he's, you make He's throwing his hat in the ring, everyone. He's looking. He's looking now. Stupid idiots. Make this, your own This chance. just goes to show. This is this is something interesting about the, the cast of this podcast. Uh, Dub's got consoles right off the bat. Had some difficulty, but whatever. He figured it out. I got one, you know, a year in. Had a lot of difficulty. Figured it out. And now Zach's doing it. And everyone had the same annoying experience. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so are you... You and your your guys' friends or your, your y'all's friends are getting Xbox Series X's as well. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's nobody's really agreeing to anything necessarily. A lot of our friends have shitty internet or something, <laughs> or just different play habits from us. Yeah, I, uh, we have a friend who just got a Series X. We have a friend who just built a gaming PC, so basically he has a Series X because you can play all the good Series X games on PC. It's all about Game Pass anyway. Yeah, so, you know, that makes sense for him. And everyone else is just kind of like, eh, I'll just get what I get when I see it. That's what, like, like Zach's doing. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. I don't know. Microsoft, Sony, fucking give him a call. Hey, I would prefer, I would slightly prefer a PS5, but whatever I'm going to find first, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get. Just do like what uh, people do on Twitter when they're like, hey, man, if I get like a million likes on my tweet, will you give me free chicken nuggies? Just do that with Sony and Xbox. <laughs> Be like, how many likes until you give me a console? <laughs> and just fucking market it. <laughs> uh, but th- I think that's where we'll end it unless you guys have any last minute news you want to put in there. Let's talk about wrestling for a third or fourth time. Okay. Uh, no, let's not. No, no, we're going to. You're in this now. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> listening. Getting some color on Thursdays. Thursday. Thursdays. Thursday yeah. All right, guys. Well, if you want to catch some Big Trouble in the Podcast or getting some color, make sure you go to Stitcher, uh, uh, Google Podcast, Spotify, all the podcast service. We're on there. Just just look us up, Big Trouble, little podcast. Be like, Boom. Black History Month, American Gangster, and fucking In the Heat of Night. And now Night of the Living Dead, probably when you tune in next week. We have all that shit. It's there. Um, And we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe. Please, please, please. Apparently our Twilight Zone episodes are getting views, so thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So until next time, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.